Hi, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Hardiman Fran. And so today we are going to be talking about the master's athlete or exercise as you get older and how it can contribute to longevity and good health. So how are you, Fran? Very good. And how are you, Hardiman? Yeah, very good. Thanks. So uh, what's your experience of um, training with people a little bit older? I mean, are we considered uh, the aging population already now? Yeah, it really depends on the sport. I mean, if you look at the literature, um, you know, actually endurance athletes are considered masters after 35 years old and or 40 years old. So we are pretty much there. Yeah. Uh, but of course, in, in other sports, uh, more, you know, specifically like resistant training uh, sports and strength and conditioning, master is actually uh, after, you know, 45, 50 years old. So, you know. Again, it depends on the on the sport that you're practicing, but you know this topic is very interesting because uh, I think that also now that we are coming out of this lockdown, or you know, people definitely at a like a lot of there's a lot there are a lot of lessons learned from this period, and uh, one of the key thing is that I see also through conversation with uh, some of my athletes is that people are becoming more conscious about you know health you know getting fitter getting healthier through exercise and therefore i think that could be also a, a very interesting opportunity for uh, people that have been sedentary or haven't done so much uh, physical activity so far uh, you know people from all generation that they don't have actually sport as a key priority to actually take this opportunity to start doing some more physical activity what do you think yeah i mean so some really um interesting points about uh, sedentary lifestyles and, and what happens to us as we get older. Few things to think about is um, after 30 years, a, years of age, we are losing muscle cells unless we're doing something about it. So we have to do some form of resistance type exercise to hold on to our muscle cells or even, even generate more and, and, and better, healthier muscle cells. We need to be doing something about that. So Eventually what happens if you're losing muscle cells from the age of 30 not doing something about it You end up with what we call sarcopenia where you have, you know, low um, muscle mass and Eventually what then happens it comes to a point where you've reduced the amount of muscle so much that you start becoming more fragile Which then as we get older will lead to, you know, needing to walk with a walking stick Possibly going on to then needing a wheelchair. So these things are you know, somewhat preventable by doing some form of resistance exercise. Um, mm -hmm. Holding on to your, your, your muscle mass is extremely important. And then it ties in nicely with the whole thing about obesity as we get older, because the more muscle cells you have, the more energy the body requires. So if you're eating the same amount of calories and you're reducing the number of muscle cells you have, essentially you're going to be putting on weight. You're going to be putting on more fat. You have to, if your muscle cell number of muscle cells is going down, the number of calories you eat needs to equally go down. Um, so it's yeah. a very interesting thing how closely they're tied together. And then again, with resistance exercise and, and muscle mass comes bone health. So as we get older, what we've become very prone to is having fractures. And you see very specific fractures in people that are more elderly, you know, particularly of fractures of very little trauma occurs because people's bone health isn't very, very good. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the whole thing about muscles and resistance exercise has wider implications, bone health, obesity, and these are huge implications. And that's, you know, not even talking about um, cardiovascular health and things that you become more at risk of as we get older. So, yeah, a very, very interesting, um, you know, 
almost it almost feels like we should consider all of ourselves as athletes um, and yeah. needing to do some form of exercise to stay healthy long term. Absolutely, yeah, totally agree. And uh, because I think that you know we know that life expectancy is uh, is improving uh, mm -hmm. even in this country, but across Europe. Uh, but you know there's a big difference between like life expectancy where you know the last 20 years of your life are actually at the hospital or basically mobilized on, on a hospital bed mm -hmm. versus uh, actually life expectancy as healthy life expectancy yeah. where you can still uh, you know going on vacation or doing excursions with your your you know children and uh, or you 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 know just having some some fun and some physical activity uh, to basically keep yourself healthy. So it's mm -hmm. very important actually to make this distinction between uh, uh, life expectancy and healthy life expectancy because it makes yeah. a big difference. Yeah, so I mean, in medical circles, we normally talk about not focusing on just prolonging life, but prolonging the quality of life. The quality, uh, yeah. Exactly, prolonging life just for the sake of it being longer for most people isn't desirable. You know, they want That's to right. try to, for as long as possible, be independent, do the things that they enjoy doing. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of muscles, uh, because, uh, you know, the, I like this topic. I mean, uh, uh, from, from the kind of a literature perspective, there's this uh, concept of anabolic resistance, mm -hmm. uh, kind of in um, older people. Uh, so like a series of factors that make more difficult for uh, elderly people to actually have muscle protein synthesis and then grow muscle and actually preserve muscle mass. So you get basically the situation that you were describing before where it's actually easier to um, get overweight or even obese because uh, actually your body composition changes dramatically mm. where uh, you're going to have less muscle mass, especially if you're not doing exercise yeah. and more fat mass. And then um, this can actually lead also to some other metabolic disorder. So actually the, the, as we know, the two most important factors to stimulate muscle protein synthesis and make muscle, maintain muscle mass is actually doing exercise mm. and eating protein. Mm. But most of the time, I mean, people think that it's just a matter of eating protein. And, mm. uh, you know, and in the bodybuilding uh, niche, people just like trying to eat as much protein as possible. But if yeah. you don't do any exercise, then you're not going to stimulate muscle protein synthesis. You're not going to grow muscle. So especially for older individuals, sometimes, I mean, the recommendation is actually a higher protein intake compared to young adults. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, considering like protein feeding also before going to bed in order to maximize muscle protein synthesis and somehow uh, kind of like counteract uh, this anabolic resistance that is typical in elderly, elderly individuals. Mm, yeah, I mean, one of the things that comes to mind is um, previously when I was on... Uh, uh, geriatric wards in the hospital you'd often see elderly patients receiving physiotherapy and the sort of physiotherapy you'd see would be trying to stand up from a chair without using your arms um, trying to walk you know even for a few steps without a frame and a stick um, but these are sort of gradual things that develop and I suppose as we get older I mean if we're if you see it's interesting that strength athletes get stronger and stronger with age up to a point but they stay stronger mm -hmm. for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. And if we were to maintain the sort of muscle mass of our quads and our, and our, and our hamstrings and our glutes, it'd be a lot easier than to get up from a chair um, yeah. as opposed to if, you know, we've just been sedentary for decades, slowly the, the muscle mass is withering away. And therefore to try and help yourself up, you need the, your arms to support your weight. And so it's a very interesting thing. And, and I suppose 
a lot of people that are going through sort of the middle age and being more sedentary, but also maybe more stressed in other areas of life, you don't really pay much attention to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And, uh, you know, this is actually a big problem as well, because uh, it's literally like um, you use it or you lose it. Uh, So as you exactly um, explained, I mean, if you're not using the muscle even to do like uh, simple movements or you're basically sitting down most of the time throughout the day uh, without including any type of physical activity that could be also like a a spilled walking session. I mean, it doesn't have necessarily to involve like heavy squatting or heavy deadlifting. Um, Then yeah, you're going to lose the muscle and you're going to have, you know, body composition in favor of fat mass that is definitely not um, healthy. And, uh, and then bone health as well. You, You explain about, you know, uh, osteoporosis as well that can happen not just in women but also in men um, especially if you're the, there's no kind of a weight bearing um, uh, exercises on on the bones uh, then uh, you're not going to strengthen your bones and uh, you know your bones are going to become very frail uh, with aging so you know I think that there's this misconception about and um, I see this sometimes also with my mom that you know aging comes with like um deterioration of your body and your body is going to explode you know you're gonna you're gonna you know slowly die Mm. and uh yeah of course i mean uh, there are some physiological processes uh where you know basically your body is not going to be performing uh as you know when you're in your 20s but you know physical activity and physical exercise can definitely help to kind of slow down the process of um, aging and uh, allow you to kind of do some um you know kind of a cool stuff even after 50 after 60 yeah yeah i mean i think you're absolutely right i think there's often a misconception that doing any form of resistance exercises for people that you know want to look muscular and want to be shredded out on the beach or something like that but actually um it's vital for the aging process absolutely Mm -hmm. vital for good health I mean, there's yeah. got to be an element of doing cardiovascular exercise. There's got to be an element of doing resistance exercise. Um, I mean, these are necessary things that often younger people are doing. They might be playing sport or, you know, little kids are running around without anyone telling them to be running around. Um, younger people are doing these things. But as we get older, we become more inclined to being sedentary. So having to yeah. add it into our routines is absolutely vital. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and sometimes it's like, just also be able to move um, your body through space um, you know uh, considering also different range of motions I mean we Mm. both um, you know are a big fan of you know mobility and Mm. uh, you know working um, the joints on different kind of a range of motions Mm. this is extremely important even to you know kind of like uh, helping you to get to a certain age with still like good mobility uh, so that even like bodybuilders or people who you know will continue to train at the gym yeah. and uh, you know maybe just do squatting and just working on a specific frontal plane mm. then uh, you know they don't have the mobility on other uh, planes of the body mm. and then uh, you know of course with aging you're gonna lose the ability then uh, to have full range of motion of those joints so it's extremely important especially after 30 i will say but you know if you the, the earlier you start the better yeah. to also implement a lot of mobility work and uh, you know, try to move your body uh, with different movements uh, so that you maintain also uh, a good mobility. Yeah. So imagine we have someone who's 60 or 70 and has been sedentary for a 
two to three decades, how would you say would be the best way for them to start getting involved with doing some level of this sort of exercise? I mean, where would they start? Would they start with sort of a fast walk? How would they include some resistance type stuff? What would you suggest? I would say that, you know, walking, I'm a big fan of walking. Mm -hmm. uh, walking is actually one of the best exercise, uh, low intensity and, uh, you know, very good also uh, in terms of like helping you to clear out thoughts and uh, as a sort of meditation as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so I will definitely start with walking and then, uh, you know, just, you know, in order to strengthen the legs that are very often the, the problem for uh, you know some uh, falls as well mm -hmm. um, you know in elderly people try to strengthen legs with like uh, maybe air squats or yeah. like maybe with like uh, a sofa or yeah. you know uh, like a, a place where they can or a chair where they can sit down on a chair or sit down on the sofa on the way down uh, so like gradually work on isometrics um, you know on strengthening the, the leg muscle uh, and then gradually moving into uh, weight-bearing uh, exercising uh, with barbells as well. Mm. Uh, trying to go not too heavy, uh, but really helping the bones to actually uh, start, you know, feeling the weight uh, mm. so that they can uh, uh, get stronger and uh, help the person also to uh, be stronger throughout the day in uh, the day-to-day -day movements and, uh, you know, uh, daily daily activities yeah i often say to people like that when they're doing you know to start off with the, it's almost like squats but um getting up from a sofa without using your arms but then trying to sit back down very slowly um, that's right yeah trying to keep that tension on the muscles and you know um just just feeling those those muscles being used again exactly well isometrics are also very good like uh, without lengthening or shortening the muscle just maintaining the position, uh, maybe just like a two centimeter from the sitting down position on the sofa or the chair mm. so that you really strengthen those muscles. And uh, that, and of course, I mean, as it happens also to sedentary people in general, not just elderly people, yeah. uh, you might have to solve also some issues related to tightness of, you know, hip flexors or, yeah. you know, lower back. Yes. So exercise is, is great. And one of the reasons why, I love also walking is mm. because, you know, you actually keep your circulation going and uh, mm. you actually also warm up those muscles, uh, especially after hours sitting down, you know, just like uh, speed walking or walking can be like a extremely good exercise, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, you quite often see the patients that are, well, I say patients, but just generally people that are elderly and I'm thinking in, in their 90s or even above 100. I mean, I, I very occasionally do see people still walking around and still doing things, but there's always an element, there seems to always be an element of exercise. Yes. Yeah, you know, some element, and, and when we see um, people living this sort of Mediterranean type culture and they're living a long time, often it's, you know, they're outdoors, they're doing a lot of walking, they might be doing, you know, some uh, low level trekking in their day to day life, you know, things like this are incorporated in their lifestyle. Uh, yeah. It's a huge, huge uh, importance for longevity and good health. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you see like a lot of uh, Southern Italians, mm. uh, even after, you know, 90 years old, you know, they, they are basically very uh, nimble and um, because maybe they were farmers or because they keep doing the chores uh, every single day it's almost yeah. like their routine and uh, they keep themselves active 
and this is the way they actually maintain a, a good health. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've um, thought about how trying to incorporate an hour or two hours of exercise in your day is obviously a very good thing to do. Um, but almost, is it as good as someone who's just generally active in their day? So having, you know, mm-hmm. one hour of intense exercise or one hour of, you know, dedicated exercise, is that really as good as someone who's, for example, a postman who's walking mm-hmm. around maybe six, mm-hmm. seven hours doing lots yeah. of, uh, you know, low level uh, exercise. And then, you know, they could somehow incorporate something more higher intensity or resistance on the weekend. That sort of lifestyle is for me, a, a great way to try and stay healthy. Unfortunately, Absolutely. most jobs don't allow that. <laughs> No, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, uh, most of the jobs are actually desk-bound, and, and this is a problem. Mm. And that's why we need to find, like, um, I mean, the beauty, if you want, of, you know, old jobs or, you know, people like farmers um, that, you know, now is not very common because everything has been industrialized. But, mm. you know, I, I think about, like, the 90-years-old uh, Italian farmers. Mm. I mean, uh, those people were not, even thinking about doing some exercise or you know doing a workout that was actually their lifestyle their life you know waking up pretty early in the morning going to the fields and then uh, go back having lunch and then go back to the field so they were literally non-stopping working throughout the entire day and this is very different compared to like an office uh, clerk or yeah. a person who works in an office that's basically sitting down eight hours and then he take the tubes and go home and he watch television and go to bed. Yeah. You know, if you look at the non-exercise thermogenesis or the level of activity of the two different individuals, I mean, it's like super different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, um, people desk-bound are often uh, consumed with their thoughts of their high stress-level jobs. And if you're out in the field, that's therapeutic in itself. Um, Absolutely. Almost like a, a meditation in your lifestyle, which I think is yeah. fantastic. Uh, yeah. It's a shame that we can't all be doing things like that. <laughs> That's true, yeah. But, you know, whenever possible, when I go back to Italy, especially in summertime, I try to go down south to Puglia. Uh, yeah. So Apulia, where, you know, there are still like some, some this type of realities and, uh, you know, farmers. Uh, farmer markets and basically you can uh, stay in a place like in the middle of the countryside and literally live with the farmers and live their life and uh, you know being basically with no wi-fi signal it's great sometimes it's really good just uh, to uh, to, uh, detoxification from uh, you know electronics as well yeah yeah yeah. no definitely i think uh, it goes back to the the whole scenario where we sort of overcomplicate life has become overcomplicated yeah Um, and unfortunately people uh, you know, after their sedentary jobs and, and feel too stressed and burnt out to do anything else, are then trying to distract themselves with television and more sedentary activities. Um, but certainly, I think um, anyone that's sedentary or feels like they've not been exercising, but just starting off with incorporating a walk, you know, if they don't get the, the ability to have a, a, an active type lifestyle, but just incorporating 30 minutes to a, an hour, if you can, a day would be, you know, a very good start, I think. Totally. Yeah. Even because uh, if you think about it, I mean, one of the main problem with like desk bound uh, works uh, in an office is that very often you're tempted with like, you know, snacks yeah. or you're snacking a lot throughout the day. And uh, so you have these irregular eating patterns as well that, of course, at the end of the day, it will make a big difference in terms of your energy intake. And uh, so 
you know, all these factors like sedentary life plus erratic eating patterns, necking, additional calories in, uh, mm. you know, boredom, mm. uh, they're not going to, you know, delineate a nice picture. And, yeah. um, you know, we need to learn a lot from uh, the old generations and yeah. uh, actually start to re-implement some of their strategies to stay yeah. fit. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think often you're either on a downward or upward spiral. And the downward mm -hmm. spiral often is, you know, sedentary, low exercise, snacking, excessive eating, even depression, joint mm -hmm. pain, and all these things. But it can just be one thing, just get you up and going in a, in a positive spiral. So if you are True. incorporating a little bit of exercise, you might decline then the snacks. You might feel like, you know, getting up from your desk and doing a bit of stretching might put you in a better mood. And all these things can yeah. be positively impacted. But we, unfortunately, we have to make that first step, which might not always be easiest, but you have to be able to take that step to then allow yourself to go on a positive journey um, that's right because otherwise it's you know if it's out of control it can just get more and more negative until you can't function yeah totally I, absolutely absolutely yeah. it's well, nice. fantastic i think that's been a, a a great episode today and i think um you know just to sum up i think we've discussed uh, the importance of doing a, a range of activities and exercises especially you get older if you're looking for longevity and good health not just uh uh, getting older but getting older in a, in a healthy positive way um, but you know for anyone that's not um, not doing anything at the moment just starting very simply with a walk can have a huge impact in starting a positive journey absolutely yeah very good thank you Great. Arda thanks a lot until next time see you see you soon <laughs>